Hey y'all, I'm Elisa and I'm traumatized <laughs> and welcome to Watch for Deer. I hope you guys are having a really good week. We are back here today. So I think today I've got two stories here that's ready to roll and I think I'm going to let her choose again. That way if she gets sick and her belly hurts, then it's her own darn fault. She chose wiser. I don't feel like it's my fault. So she's got the two uh, stories face down in front of me on a piece of paper. I can't see them, and I'm just going to pick. I think we've done this before. Have we done this before where yeah. I get to pick? I try to, I try to keep a couple ready okay. to roll at all times. Uh, let's go with... We look like this is a very hard decision. It is a hard decision. Oh. I'm, I'm feeling how thick they are. Let's go with this Ooh. one. Oh, man. Okay. 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 Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be, just like always. So today, we are going to talk about the cornstalk curse. The what? The cornstalk curse. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and judging by your reaction, you don't have a clue. I've never. But I, I feel like when I get part of the way into the story, you're going to go, oh. Okay. 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 I doubt it. I'm, this is actually a very common story i'm just presenting it in a totally new way totally new light with a totally new theory what do you mean like common story like like a like a legend of towns like a town yes. legend okay 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 all right so it's a it's not factual based no this oh. this is more folklore okay this is more okay. Good old history of West by God, Virginia. Oh, it's West Virginia again. Yeah. Okay. I like our state. You ready? I love our state. I love yes, our state. I'm ready. The Shawnee tribe was the most powerful of the Native Americans in the Ohio and Kanawha River Valley area with a very well-respected and much-feared leader, Chief Cornstalk. Cornstalk played a major part in defense of the Shawnee homeland. He was the primary Shawnee war chief in Lord Dunmore's War in 1774, leading the Shawnees and other Native warriors against colonists in the Battle of Point Pleasant. Mm -hmm. Do you see where we're going with this yet? No. Okay. I mean, I know where Point Pleasant is. Okay. After suffering defeat in that battle, he became an advocate for Shawnee neutrality and the American Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm which began in 1775. Many Shawnees fought against the Americans, hoping to regain their lost lands. So this is around, This is the Revolutionary War. When you're saying war? American Revolutionary War. Yep. Okay, you're saying war because yep. that's the dates. Okay. Yep. So um, <clears throat> many of the Shawnees fought against the Americans, hoping to regain their lost lands. But Cornstalk was among those who feared that fighting the Americans would be disastrous to the Shawnees. Cornstalk and Red Hawk, who was a Delaware chief, had no taste for war with the Americans, and they went to the fort to try and negotiate a peace before fight began. Cornstalk told Captain Airbuckle, who commanded the garrison, that he was opposed to war with the colonists, but that only he and his tribe were holding back from joining on the side of the British, and he was afraid that he would be forced to go along with them. Now, when he admitted to Airbuckle that he would allow his men to fight if the other tribes did, Cornstalk and Red Hawk and another Indian were taken as hostages. And this is all taking place in Point Pleasant. Yes. Which is Virginia at this time. Uh, Virginia at the time, yes. 
On November 10th, 1777, gunfire was heard from outside the walls of the fort coming from the direction of the Canal River. When men went out to investigate, they discovered two soldiers who had left the stockade to hunt deer had been ambushed by Indians. One of them had escaped, but the other man was found dead and scalped across mm. the canal. Now, these soldiers in the garrison were enraged. And acting against orders, they broke into the quarters where Cornstalk and the other Indians were being held. So soldiers burst through this doorway. Cornstalk rose to meet them because think he's in cap he's in captivity. He doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. These guys come busting through this door. He raises up to meet who he at the time he thinks are friends. Mm -hmm. You know, well, not friends, but they're they're on decent terms. They're mm -hmm. they're negotiating. Yeah. And it was said that he stood facing the soldiers with such bravery they paused momentarily momentarily in their attack. But it wasn't enough, though. The soldiers opened fire with their muskets. Red Hawk tried to escape up through the chimney, but was pulled back down and slaughtered. Oh. Cornstalk's son was shot where he had been sitting on a stool, <clears throat> and another unknown Indian was strangled to death. As for Cornstalk, he was shot eight times before he fell to the floor. Oh, my gosh. As he lay in that dying, as he lay dying in that smoke-filled room, he was said to have had pronounced his legendary curse. Now, the stories say that he looked upon his assassins and he spoke to them. I was the white man's friend. Many times I saved the white man and his people from harm. I never made war with you except to protect our land. I refused at the peril of my own people to join your enemies in the Redcoats. I came to this fort as your friend, and you have murdered my young son, who harmed no one, and you have murdered me when I came only to save you. For this, may the curse of the Great Spirit rest upon these lands and its inhabitants. May it be blightened by nature, and may it be blightened in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. That's heavy. That is heavy. That's heavy. And how did they get all that back then? I mean, he just said <clears> that <throat> and somebody sitting there writing stuff down. I guess. I'm such a skeptic. I'm such a skeptic. I'm such a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> you know, they had the history of people, you know. Not when back they then, were getting ready to just, murder a bunch of you know, people. Setting, oh, right, I mean, maybe, take it, taking maybe. it down, okay, taking okay, it down. Okay, maybe, <clears throat> maybe so, maybe so. I'm a skeptic, but whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. Cornstalk was buried. <clears throat> no, ma'am. God bless. It is not buried. <laughs> what? It's not buried. <laughs> Cornstalk was buried. Thank you. That sounds so stupid. No, it sounds correct, Elisa. It sounds so correct is what it says. So go ahead and back that <clears throat> sentence up and start again and say buried. Cornstalk was buried near the old fort and lay undisturbed until 1840 when his remains were moved to the grounds of the Mason County Courthouse. <clears throat> in 1950, a new courthouse was built and his remains were moved again to, now I'm going to try this, but I'm probably going to butcher it. If it's a hard word. To Indy Wee Park. Okay, if it's a hard word, you're allowed to mess it up. Okay, thank you. But a common word. Like buried? Like buried. No. 
It is said by this time that all remained was three teeth and 15 pieces of his bones. So they're saying by the time they moved this poor Indian chief, all they could really find that was left was a few teeth and some bones. So obviously when they kept moving him before, they didn't take all of him. No. Okay. No. So he's scattered all over. So Point, he's, scattered he's scattered all over all Point over Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Okay. Yep. Numerous tragedies have happened since Cornstalk <coughs> spoke the curse upon Point Pleasant. So on December 6th of 1907, 310 coal miners were killed in Monaga, West Virginia. Is that in Point Pleasant? I guess it's around Point Pleasant. Okay. On June 1944, 150 people were killed by a tornado. Mm -hmm. December 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed. Yeah, I know about that. Killing 46 people. They made a movie about that. August 1968, Piedmont Airlines crashed, killing 35 people. November of 1970, Southern Airways crashed into a mountain, killing 75 people. Oh, that was... When did you say that was? 1970. That was the Marshall plane crash, Lisa. Mm hmm Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the area around Point Pleasant. Okay. March... 1976, Point Pleasant was rocked by an explosion at the explosion at the Mason County Jail. January of 1978, a train derailed, dumping thousands of gallons of toxin, toxic chemicals, causing local wells to be abandoned. April 1978, a scaffold collapsed in St. Mary's, killing 51 men who were working on the Willow Island power plant. Now, I'm going to talk about two of these disasters that are more common knowledge. <clears throat> and everybody around our region knows who the Mothman is. Yes. Where did he come from? He didn't because it's not real. Oh, such a skeptic. I'm just saying, he didn't come from any... i tell you where he came from. The imagination of some bored people that live in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Are you ready to hear Mothman's origins? Are you telling me that it's the chief cornstalk? Is that what Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. The Shawnee rock drawings that still exist today include depictions of a large bird-like creature with large saucer-like eyes known as the Thunderbird. The Thunderbird was a servant of the Great Spirit. Well, that's a better name than Mothman. And it lived atop the hills and mountains. It was huge, and according to the legend, it could cause wind and the sound of thunder with its wings and lightning by blinking its huge eyes. Well, why wouldn't they call Mothman, if that's where it's origin, why wouldn't they call Mothman Thunderbird? Because what you just said is super cool. It's super cool, and it makes he sense. makes thunder, the sound of thunder. With and, his wings. And a bunch Oof. of people changed it to Mothman that just goes and like settles upon the light bulb. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna be called something and you want people to fear the you, Thunderbird. do you want to be called Thunderbird or do you want to be called Mothman? Apparently, Mothman. No, I apparently called... they thought Mothman was way cooler. No, I would want to be called Thunderbird. That's well, a, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool name, Mothman. No, not continue, so much. continue. The Thunderbird could change its appearance to that of a man. It was a very dangerous and wrathful spirit, and its power could be summoned through the Great Spirit, to avenge the Native Americans against their enemies. Mm -hmm. Prior to the Silver Bridge collapse, 
there were over a hundred witnesses to the Mothman phenomena, and most were considered to be credible. November 15, 1966, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen Mary Mallet were riding together on Route 62 near the abandoned National Guard Armory building and power plant, which they also called this the TNT area. Now, this area had numerous old bunkers. So they were driving down this road and they saw a terrifying figure standing six to seven feet tall. And as their headlights passed over the menacing beast, they could tell it had very large bright red eyes. Now Roger, who was driving the car, sped up quickly away towards town. This creature <clears throat> followed them, rising straight up in the air like a helicopter, and then it pursued them, sometimes flying at over 100 miles per hour. The Point Pleasant Register reported this incident in the paper, and the townspeople began arming themselves with shotguns and rifles, because that's what we do. Yes, when a fictional that's what we thing do. We starts protect. chasing us at 100 miles an hour, we, yes. Yes. That's exactly if what we do. If something that big chased you, mm -hmm. you would go straight to your gun. You know you would. Well, sure. Well, if sure. something like that chased, I absolutely would And then you'd be a believer, my... wouldn't you? If something chased me, okay, let me, if something, if I saw that, mm -hmm. and then I'm going down the road at 100 miles, or 10 miles an hour, if I'm going down the road at just in driving my cars coasting, that something's chasing me, I would not have to be a believer because I would die on the <laughs> spot. Right there. Right, She's right like, there. dead. Right there. And then nobody would ever know what happened because, like, I'm telling you, I, that would be You'd the have end a heart of attack. Well, sure. <laughs> you know me. That'd be it. That'd be it. Residents would also talk of this same creature appearing before them on remote roads or even in their own yard, sometimes peering in their windows with these large red eyes. No, thank you. Okay. No, thank you. Hold on. So all of these, okay, so uh, these people saw this and then the paper picked it up and then they reported on it. And yep. then after the paper reported on mm -hmm. it, you have all of these people then reporting these sightings of this six to seven foot yeah. tall, red-eyed mothman peering in the windows after the paper reported on it. We like mm -hmm. to call this a media-fueled frenzy. Oh. Oh. That's exactly what it is. Oh. That's what we like to call it. I was going to call it a bunch <clears throat> of bored people that didn't have anything else better to do, but well, you... <clears throat> summed it up perfectly. I did. So, Newell Partridge from Salem, West Virginia, stated before <clears throat> the sighting by the Scarberries, he thinks the creature actually took his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you <just> okay. <laughs> Buddy, that was a coyote. Or Newell said coat. that one night while he was letting his German Shepherd Bandit out, he noticed two red glowing objects. And Bandit apparently seen those and took off after them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he said he looked and looked for Bandit, but the only thing that he found was his paw prints just going in circles. Nothing. Just a circle of paw prints. 
You want to know why? Because the Mothman swooped down and picked old Bandit up and mm-hmm. flew away with him. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, if he swooped, did he have arms? Does Mothman have arms and arms. wings? Have you never seen the statue? I've never been up there to see the well, statue. Well, I've not no. been, but I've seen pictures. I mean, I, I don't. He's I, a man with absolutely. Wings. I've absolutely seen the statue, but I don't. I didn't pay attention to oh, it, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah, he's this man. Yeah. But he's he's six, seven foot tall. He's mm-hmm. big. He's got long arms, long legs, stands, you know, really tall. Mm-hmm. And he's got these big, gray, yeah. menacing bat wings. Okay, kind of like a superhero type thing. like a, Sort of, yeah, a, like, with big okay. red eyes. Okay, I don't know why, for some reason, when you were reading that, I was thinking his arms turned into wings. Like, he didn't have arms. Like he's it was not just Dracula. Wings. You know what I was Are thinking? you thinking of like Dracula? I guess I just never really think of stuff like this to to think about how Mothman's <gasps> anatomy is. <laughs> like I just don't think about that, <laughs> and now I'm thinking about it. You're welcome. I'll lay in bed tonight thinking about how Mothman is made. <laughs> <laughs> Did Mothman have a girlfriend? Did they procreate? We'll never know. Do you think they procreated? He could have. I bet you. If we could uh, make up a story about it and have the Herald Dispatch run it, then a week later you'd have all kinds of people saying that they saw Mothman babies running around Ritter Park. You got a Mothman baby on your lamp? Oh, I do. (laughs) Many of those people were so frightened by what they had seen and so sure that what they had seen were real that they went straight to the police to report it. So these people seen it. They... They run off. They literally are making police reports of these incidents at this time. Many also reported being paralyzed by the sight of its blood red eyes, (laughs) including one woman who actually dropped her baby as a result. I'm sorry. (laughs) Though the baby was crying and possibly hurt, she was so paralyzed that she was unable to respond to her baby's cries for several moments. nothing i have nothing i mean i have nothing you you're gonna drop your babe your little babe i mean i threw emily so there's that, that i mean was... i got scared of Emily. yeah you did but that's... i mean it's possible i guess i guess <laughs> i guess it's possible i do like these stories because these kind of stories they don't hurt your tummy no like these stories don't hurt my belly i, I actually really enjoy like this the ones that you did, like the episode with the upside down cross and stuff like that, bothered me really bad. Like I, I'm a skip that bothered me, but this, that doesn't. My belly is good. See, like I, I had to my give you a break. Is good. I wanted yes. to give you a break. I have to let the ulcers heal before I bring them back. Yes, but keep going because I actually am very interested in this. But I think it's, I think it's funny. On December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. At 4.58 p.m., right during rush hour, the Silver Bridge collapsed, killing 46 people. No, I don't think that's funny. I think that is terrible. It is awful. Yeah. Many people reported seeing the Mothman perched upon the bridge prior to the collapse. It would later be determined there was a crack in a suspension chain that had caused it to to fail. So, here's my thing. Mm Mm-hmm. The Mothman slash Thunderbird mm-hmm. could move the wind with his wings. Yeah. Mothman could not. Thunderbird could. Thunderbird could. Mothman can't do anything but follow light. <laughs> let's just, let's change his name to Thunderbird. Thunderbird. I like Thunderbird. Just call him Thunderbird. I think it's more, more, uh, I think, 
it's more possible that he was Thunderbird than Mothman. It makes sense. The Thunderbird theory makes sense. Yeah. Now, there were also electrical interferences with automobiles and TVs. Many believe the Mothman was actually the Thunderbird, especially since paralysis related to the color of blood is actually mentioned in the curse of Chief Cornstalk. I'm going to read, you know, quote, May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. So, many in West Virginia believe Mothman was really Thunderbird and that it arose to ex to exact the avenge or the vengeance of Chief Cornstalk. See, the Native Americans had been driven to the Ohio side of the river by the white man. So many Native Americans were killed in that bloody battle that the Ohio River and its banks turned blood red. So about 200 years to the day before the Silver Bridge fell. So this curse, this cornstalk curse, coincides with the Silver Bridge collapse. So the blood of his people, like the red eyes, that's when they get paralyzed? Yep. Also, I have a little trivia for you. Okay. Uh, Ohio is a Native American word that means beautiful river. They would yell, Ohio. There you go. I thought that was like the football team. O-H. No. Oh. No. No, Elisa. No? No. Ohio means beautiful river. That's what they would yell. That is pretty nifty. Yeah. I did not know that. There you go. There's your, there's your teacher trivia for the day. So after the bridge collapsed, that was the last of Mothman. He was gone. So a lot of people think that the Mothman was a semblance of bad things to come. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people, they think if you see Mothman, something bad's going to happen. And I believe, and I'm not really sure about this, but I think like in my lifetime, I've heard a couple, because this happened before I was born. Right. Um, uh, whisperings of people saying, oh, I saw Mothman. You know, like yeah. every now and then you'll hear something about it, but... Uh, you don't hear a whole lot about it anymore. And the reason why is because it's not real. Because <laughs> it's not real. So, and there's cameras now. You're kind of getting a two for one today. Okay. Because <clears throat> um, I'm going to talk briefly about another one of these incidents that I mentioned mm -hmm. in the beginning of the story. Like the Silver Bridge? Yes, so we've talked about the Silver Bridge. Yeah. But I had not heard of the bombing of the Mason County Jail until I was researching this. I hadn't heard of any of those except for, of course, the Marshall. The Marshall, fans. yeah. And, and I'm like the biggest Marshall fan. Uh, go herd or go home. Who's got a herd on? <laughs> like, so go herd. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I love Mesa Marshall and that's where I graduated from. Graduated Same college. Thief. Yeah. And so of course I knew that when you said that and everybody's heard the, of the silver bridge collapse. Yep. There's a movie about, there's a Mothman movie about it. I yep. know it has Richard Gere. I don't think I've watched it. If I have watched it, it's been so long ago that I don't remember anything I've about it. I watched it when it came out, but I mean, I can't really remember. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I feel like I remember. It. Like in the movie, like there was a couple snip, like scenes where it shows the collapse and all the destruction, and there's like Christmas presents floating, you know, bobbing in the water. I don't it was see. Like I right don't remember that, Christmas. so I'm not even for sure. I, I think maybe I've just seen the trailer for it or something because I know it had Richard Gere in it, but yeah. I don't even think I've watched it. 
So I just kind of wanted to throw this in. It kind of tied into everything we were talking about. And after I got reading and researching, I thought, oh, well, this will be a quick little addition. Okay. So we're going to talk about um, the Mason County Jail. Um, on March 2nd of 1976, five people were killed and 10 other injured in a jailhouse bombing in Mason County. Okay. Harriet Sisk was an 18-year-old inmate at the time. Now, Harriet had been arrested on February 28th for the death of her infant daughter. Here we go. Here Davy we Sisk. go. You could not have let my belly have one nice podcast. We have to go here. Here we go. I I should have known. <laughs> so, should have known. So, oh, sometime earlier that morning, Harriet called the police to report little two-month-old Davy missing. Oh. Harriet suggested that someone may have abducted her. Now, after a thorough search of the home and the property, police happened upon a shallow grave. Little Davy's body was wrapped in three blankets along with her favorite little rag doll. Oh my gosh. It wasn't until the next day that Harriet would confess to killing her child on March 1st. <clears throat> the autopsy would conclude that Davy was strangled and beaten to death. A little two month old baby. Little two month old baby. This woman is a piece of and work. And this 18 year old girl did it. This 18 year old mother. No, that's no mother. 18 year old. Um, Harriet stated that her husband, 19-year-old Bruce Michael Sisk, had helped her bury their infant. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I said it. No, ma'am. <laughs> Fix it. You go back and start again, and you say it correctly. Have y'all ever watched, uh, you ever see Kevin Lawson on, um, Facebook? No. He's one of my friends on there. He's, Jesus, fix it. That's what he says all the time. Yeah, well, fix it. <laughs> Start again. Oh, Go all the way back. Okay, all the way back. <laughs> I can't. You're going to have to. Because we do not move on from here. <laughs> We're not moving on until you fix it. Harriet stated that her husband, 19-year-old Bruce Michael Sisk, had helped bury their infant daughter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got. I need a moment just because I'm laughing, and this little girl's funeral is not funny. Uh, you need a little speech therapy too. <laughs> Shut up. Davy's funeral was held later that day on March first. Harriet and Bruce were both allowed to attend, which I think that is bull. Did they? Well, crap. But hold. I mean, I did. They know that she had killed the yes, baby she by confessed. the end. Right after she did it. Yes. So they let her Are out you? of jail to do it? To yes, go to the funeral? Yes, they did. They um, took they let her go to her baby's funeral. Yeah. I think that's bull. I think I think it's bull. I don't think she I think when she killed that baby, she had lost all her rights to attend that kid's funeral. She should not have she should not have been there. Now, <clears throat> on March first, the day after the funeral, Bruce came in to visit his wife. They had a quick little ten minute you know, hushed conversation, mm -hmm. which was confirmed by Harriet's cellmate, Alice mm -hmm. Nissen. Now, around 10 p.m. later that evening, Bruce would come back and enter the Mason County Jail with a sawed-off shotgun <gasps> and a briefcase. He held jailer Charles Anson at gunpoint and demanded he be let into his wife's cell. 
he proceeded to lock himself in the cell with his wife and her cellmate. Backup would soon arrive and negotiations would begin. Eventually, Harriet insisted on Alice's release and she left the cell. <clears throat> Hold on. Harriet insisted on Alice's? Yep, on letting Alice out of the cell. Her cellmate. Her cellmate, yep. Okay, because I was confused there for a second. Okay, that was her cellmate. Yep, she's that's like, her cellmate. Let her she's out. like, she needs out. So she, she needs out. so here's what's well, here's what's happening. <coughs> Bruce is a crazy man, and she knows this, and she knows it. So, and she's trying to save Alice because yep. Bruce is off his rocker. Yep, uh, because some bad stuff's going to happen. He has probably lost his mind because of what has happened. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Um, eventually, okay, so eventually, you know, Harriet gets Alice released. She's, mm -hmm. She persuades Bruce to let her out. Well, maybe Alice should, shouldn't be released. What did What is Alice in there for, I Lisa? I don't know what Alice okay. did. I didn't okay. go that deep. All right. Alice then told State Trooper Lloyd Akers that Bruce had told her, quote, have the building clear by morning or you'll be sorry. Oh. At 11.20 p.m., before the courthouse could be evacuated, a bomb explodes. The cis couple were instantly killed, along with Deputy Kenneth Love. The jail was demolished. Damage was even done to surrounding buildings, shattering windows, and ripping steel doors from their hinges. Now, many of the injured and dead, look, were buried... Underneath the debris. Oh, which you blew. will need to know that in her <laughs> notes here, in her notes, she has the word buried in quotation marks and it says B E R R I E D. <laughs> she actually has to misspell this word <laughs> to, to pronounce it, it correctly because it still looks like bury. I'm, st it, it's bury. It still looks like bury. B U R Y, burr. Just no, bury. Just no. Okay. Um, Anywho, but you're welcome. I, I do appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, I've lost my place. Okay. So, many of the injured and dead were buried underneath the debris, which blew a hole in the second floor, allowing prisoners to fall all the way through to the basement. Now, an estimated $500,000 in damages, uh, that actually equates to about $2.6 million today. Upon investigating, officers searched the home of Bruce and Harriet. A suicide note had been found at their home and concluded that, they, that the attack was actually part of a suicide pact that the couple had made. Oh! Bruce had used 15 pounds of dynamite and detonated the bomb by using an electric blasting cap and a D-cell flashlight battery. <clears throat> now, initially... The investigators thought that he may have detonated it by shooting it with that sawed-off shotgun, mm -hmm. but that was not the case. The dynamite used in the explosion was stolen by Bruce from a construction company he had worked for previously. The shotgun that he used, mm -hmm. also linked to a burglary. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. I, no, I swear. Alisa. I wish y'all could see her face when I mispronounced stuff. No. Anywho, just in robbery because you you <laughs> messed this word up last time too. It's really hard. How do you say it? Huh? How do you say it? Burglary. Burglary. No. <laughs> no. 
say robbery, robbery, also linked to a robbery in mid-February. Evidence was found within the home that confirmed Bruce had animosity towards police, referring to them as pigs. You can pronounce that word, and animosity. Again, this is still behavior we still see today. So, the people, the, the five people who were killed were Bruce Six, who was 19. He was the perpetrator. We had Harriet Sisk, who was his wife, 18. Kenneth Love was the deputy. He was 33 at the time. We had Elvin Pete Wedge, who was 48. He was the sheriff, and he died hours after the blast. Ernest Hessen, 71, was a deputy, died a week later from his injuries. Mm. Now, the injured includes Lloyd Akers, who was 33 at the time. He was a state trooper. <coughs> Tom Belcher, 34. He was a city patrolman. Richard Dyer, 47. He was a deputy. Donald Little, 40, a prisoner. Noah McDade, 52, prisoner. Alice Misson, 18, prisoner. Alice died? Injured. These are all injured. Oh, okay. <clears throat> These are all injured. Terry Pierce, 18, prisoner. Mike Smith, 30, state trooper. And Bruce Wallace, who was 28, was an Ohio um, highway patrolman. So that's... Uh, that's our cornstalk curse and well, a little bit about that bombing. Well, I still have a question about this. Okay. So, Alice, they let her out of the cell. Yes. Bruce tells her, tell them to get out of the courthouse by morning yep. or you'll be sorry. Yep. She goes and tells them that. Yep. And they did not immediately evacuate. They they were in the process of evacuating everybody and so he, Bruce said, screw it. Oh, okay. Just, That's what it was. Cause, yeah. Okay. Because I was a little. <laughs> yep. No. Okay. No. I guess. Initially, they were going to go ahead and let everybody evacuate. Excuse me, evacuate. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I, and I don't know what happened here. I don't know if Harriet suffered from, you know, postpartum depression, killed her child, mm -hmm. and Bruce went off the deep end. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if Bruce really killed the child. Maybe Bruce was a abusive, mm -hmm. and Harriet took the fall for him, mm -hmm. and maybe he was afraid that she was going to rat him out so he kills them both yeah i'm not sure what really happened i don't know that we'll ever actually know the truth i mean I think, why he I, did that i think we do kind of know the truth i think <clears throat> alice killed her child for whatever not reason. Alice. or not harriet, alice, harriet yep. killed her child for whatever reason uh and it doesn't matter what your reason is you kill a child you're scum she goes yeah. to jail yep uh Bruce loses his mind. Loses his, his mind because yep. he loses his wife and his precious little two two month old baby. Yep. And he doesn't want to live anymore. And he thinks that Harriet needs to die also for what she did. What she done? He can't live without her. He can't live with what happened. Harriet doesn't need to live anymore. So he goes in and he has a bomb. But my thing is about this: why not just kill Harriet and then right. kill yourself? Why? And here's my when he theory told on the Alice bomb. to tell them to get out of the courthouse. It's almost like he doesn't want to hurt. He doesn't. Anybody. I right. don't think so. So why would he say that? He's just he's psychotic. Like here's he's, what I think. I think that Alice got out. She told them that, mm -hmm. and before they could evacuate, I think what possibly could happen. Harriet goes crazy mm -hmm. and grabs the detonator and blows it. Oh, you think Harriet grabbed? Ooh. I think Harriet could have potentially because he 
clearly he was struggling with his decision. And I think he was like, okay, make sure everybody's out. Come sunrise, I'm blowing this place. You know, we're, we're done. Okay. And then I think as they were evacuating, Harriet and him probably had, you know, a, a fight, a, you know, a little scuffle, and she grabbed the detonator and she blew it. Yeah, because if you're going to kill your kid, you obviously don't care, no. care about mm-hmm. anybody else's life. That's so what I think I can, actually okay. happened. I don't think Bruce detonated. I think yeah. that was Harriet. Yeah. Okay. I can <clears throat> I can get on that. I can get on that train and yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Right. So was the curse of Chief Cornstalk complete? No. No, it wasn't complete because it never happened, because it wasn't a thing. What was your thought on the Thunderbird being the Mothman? I do. I think that is the same creature that the Shawnees were talking about. I think this is just handed down folklore. I think at some point, the Thunderbird was renamed Mothman, but I think it's one and the same creature. Okay, I can see... It it probably is one and the same creature, like you're saying, and they and they have that to go back on. If that the Thunderbird thing, and they have the drawings on the rocks and stuff, they're like, oh, this is you know, this yep. is the Thunderbird. This is the Thunderbird. Why in the H did they rename the Thunderbird the, the Mothman? Mothman. Like, why know. would you do that? I don't know. Why well, would you take know. a cool name and turn it into some wimpy little wussy Mothman. name, the Mothman? Yeah. I would keep the Thunderbird. That that actually bothers me out of this whole story. Yeah. <laughs> the two things that bother me the most. That precious little baby um, not making it. And uh, that name change, Thunderbird to Mothman. Yeah. But, yeah. See, that wasn't too heavy. Wasn't a too heavy story. No, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like, my belly's fine. I thought when you, there in the middle of it, when you went off the rails a little bit, I was like, well, here we go. See, we I go. tried to keep it tame. And just genuinely tell you, you know, some some history about our lovely state of West Virginia. I did, and I mean, if, if you live around here, you absolutely know who the Mothman is. Yep. But I didn't know. I didn't either. Uh, the Cornstalk legend. No, I didn't know that. Um, Jade had actually messaged me too, um, and he had mentioned about this. I said, you know, I said I didn't know anything about it until I was researching the Mothman. So he, about the Cornstalk legend, Jade. Uh, is that what you're talking about? <clears throat> I didn't know about the jailhouse bombing until I was researching the oh, Cornstalk legend. Okay. And I had the list of all the, you know, the tragedies that had happened. Yeah. But I, I, like, I mean, oh, that stuff doesn't happen over curses. There's no. no such thing as curses. There's just bad people in the world. There's just bad, bad people in the world. And sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes yep. bad things happen to bad people. And sometimes good things happen to bad people. And yep. there's nothing you can do about it. It has nope. nothing to do with a curse. Nope. I agree. Well, I hope you guys liked this episode of Watch for Deer. Please be sure to let us know what you thought. If you have any suggestions on things you would like for us to cover, email us at watchfordeerpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at watchfordeerpodcast. Go like and follow our Facebook page, Watch for Deer Podcast. Be sure to like and follow, subscribe. Those are what gets our views up and helps the podcast grow. So we hope you all continue to listen and enjoy the episode. Y'all be safe. And watch Watch for for deer. deer.